This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Whoever you are watching or listening right now, make sure you're subscribed, following. Depends on, depends on the application. Spotify has a follow. Apple Podcasts has subscribed. YouTube has subscribed and like because you love this right now. But there's not a love button, so just like it. All right, uh, Logan, kind of a hot topic that we haven't touched on yet. I wanted to get through the mini camps and through OTAs and through everything first before talking about this and kind of see how it played out. But we had a mailbag question about this as well, and I've kind of thought about it, and I, I think it's time to have the discussion. The Commanders used their third-round pick on Ricky Stromberg, center out of Arkansas. They used their fourth-round pick on Braden Daniels, who are there are calling a tackle. Those guys are pretty deep on the depth chart to where like, if they weren't draft picks, you'd be like, oh, wow, they're on the fringe of making the team kind of place on the depth chart. And that seems, in my opinion, very silly for a third, especially third, and fourth-round pick. I will say that uh, Stromberg was a late, late third compensatory pick, uh, pick number 97 overall, but he's still a third-round pick. And I just think there is, there's kind of two avenues to go down here. One, the evaluations of the players themselves, what you thought of them coming out, what you've seen to them so far this spring, and then kind of this larger philosophical question about roster building of what taking what they're telling us, which is that these guys are backups um, and possibly even deep backups, and using a third and fourth round pick on it on a football team that needs starters and, and there are players available that could have helped more immediately. So I don't know which direction you want to go first. We will cover both of them. But um, I think this is something that should be discussed because it's, you know, uh, the, the margins are thin in this league. And these kind these are the kinds of, you know, roster decisions, roster building decisions that help you miss or make the playoffs. And uh, of course, they're trying for in, in an incredibly important season with new ownership coming in with this front office to prove that they're a make the playoffs kind of team. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that I've been uh, kicking around for a while. And so I guess we'll talk about the players first. Right. Sure. And so with in the, th- in the third round where they were picking, I think he was like the 97th pick, like yep. Ricky Strongberg. Uh, I like him as a player. I do. I, I just I don't value the center position the same way that they do. Obviously, that's a priority for them. You go out and you sign Nick Gates, you bring Larson back, you, you draft Stromberg. Like that, that is something that if I was building a team, Logan Paulson, GM, I would not do. I would why try why to, is that? Why is the center position? Because uh, obviously, it's not like it's not important. You can't throw yeah. one of us out there at center. But like, right. why is that a position that is not as valuable for you? Because in this landscape, of we want to diversify our positions. We want guys that can play multiple spots. Traditionally, 
centers can't play multiple spots, guys that just play centers. And most, most guys that I played with, most guards have some center background in, in their, in their history. Right. And so you, you get a whole bunch of really good guards and then one of them backs up at center, like your swing guy, like Wes Schweitzer, I think was, or Wes Schweitzer was a perfect example. He's a serviceable guard. He's probably a better center, but he can play all three spots. And so, you know, they've been, they've been kind of touting position flex. And I, I understand the value of that in today's NFL. That's, that's, that's extremely important. You're only carrying seven or eight guys on game day. You need to make sure you have guys that can play multiple spots, but you know, they've kind of said Nick Gates is going to play center. Ricky's going to play center. And that to me is a little bit confounding because like the, the easier position to play, at least in my perspective is center. And why is that? Centers aren't covered up usually. So a guard usually have a three technique, someone over their outside shoulder, a two eye, someone over their head or a shade. And they have to negotiate that kind of at all times. Um, if you look at Travis or not Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, the center in Philadelphia, Jason, Kelsey, um, yeah. Jason, like, a lot of his highlights, he's working in a combination with another player, right? Because that's the structure of an NFL defense. Very rarely are you just like drive blocking a nose. Um, and so to me, like I, that I want a guy that can block a three technique and then play center. I don't want a guy that can just play center. So as much as I like Ricky as a person and as a player in terms of, I really was really high on him as an evaluation. Um, I'm kind of like that where does he fit in in terms of this roster construction idea right how does he how does he help you long term because he's only going to play center i don't like you know i've seen him around the building like i don't think he's ever going to be a top flight guard he just doesn't have like the length or the size that some of those really good guards have so i think he's going to be an excellent center but that unfortunately means that he's not going to be able to play another spot for you for a couple of years at, at a minimum right because that's where he's getting all his reps that's where he's most comfortable that's what he did in college and so uh, I think that's the thing about that pick that is somewhat, somewhat confounding to me on a certain level is, is he a good player? Absolutely. Does he fit the vision that they've been talking about? I'm not, I'm not entirely, I don't know. I, and, and I think maybe long-term they view the O-line in a different lens than I do. And what I mean by that is I think that, um, you know, that is a, that's a luxury piece that fills out depth for you. And if you think the O-line is ready for that, that's great. And that's that's a question for Ron about where he feels. And I think he's been pretty emphatic about he feels that group is ready and they just needed some kind of touch-up type type of depth pieces. Um, and that's, that's entirely uh, – that's one of the things we're going to have to find out as we go into training camp.